time of the year again. Adopting a roundtable format this week, we're celebrating 2018's annual International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Via our remote location down at Skullport Harbor's Scurvy Dog Inn, this week's live stream will largely be open to the wider listening audience. So be sure to drop by with your best historical pirate references, trivia, and lore. With the crew's OBS software settings now solidly in place, we're confident the YouTube stream will be stronger and more consistent than ever. If not, it might be time for that all-too-incompetent bilge rat, Jaffe Ryder, Finally walk the plank. Hoping that's not the fate I ultimately find myself meeting with. Captain. Welcome everybody to this year's 2018 International Talk Like a Pirate Day. I am your host. Hopefully... Not too filthy of a bilge rat. Ship's Chief Communications Officer Jaffe Ryder. We actually had hoped by this time to have a few people perhaps joining us here in Skype as part of the round table format. But as far as that is concerned, we're going to obviously just hold off for the time being here and be thankful that as things stand at the moment we have eight folks out there tuning in live via YouTube some of them logged in obviously via their Google accounts that's great Avast me hearties and ahoy great that all of you decided to stop by and take a little bit of time out of your busy days, of course, and hang out with us here, crew aboard the Robin Hood. Rob the Man, Tommy Shutter, Joey Boomer, who else do we have there via YouTube? That's about all we're seeing right now, for the time being. Of course, there's a couple lurkers out there, as always. Curious types wanting to know what exactly this pirate show is actually all about. 
So, a little bit like last year's live stream, I suppose. A little different as well, hopefully. So much to cover, of course, whether it's pirate-themed literature, the history, pop culture, end of things, any of the slang, the jargon, various parts of the ship, of course, various means of... Well, pirates historically could be a rather coercive lot if it came right down to it. So you typically would not want to press your luck when crossing paths with types of these sort, of course. So, as I often like to put it, perhaps almost something along the lines of the Hell's Angels of the ancient and days past high seas. Here, of course, in the modern age, it's more a question of taking command and control of the high digital seas. That is most certainly what we are indeed interested in, if only able to, from time to time, make a few ripples or even waves. Tommy Shutter earlier making the comment that I am here doing drive time Saturday mornings in Amsterdam. I think that's a bit of a a radio reference of sorts, given the various time zones we're looking at here. The live stream, of course, going out on as a regular basis as we can manage 12 noon here in Seoul and Tokyo time zones. Back in the West, of course, it is 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the West Coast. And 11 out on the east. A little late for those people out on the the eastern seaboard. New York, Chicago, Miami. With a lot of live streams, though, and radio of days past. Quite a few night owls wanting to tune in to whatever show they could manage to come across on the radio dial. Often not getting to sleep till the wee wee hours of the morn, 4 or 5 a.m. sometimes. Hopefully managed to have a few of those night owls from the eastern time zone. Even drop in and join us here in the after show. We'll just have to wait and see how that all goes. Currently... Following the slideshow here via YouTube, taking in a few pictures of the infamous pirate queen or empress, as some refer to her, Sheng Shi. Blackbeard ain't got nothing on that lady. She was quite ruthless, as you can imagine, but also when it came to pure numbers, what she managed to have at her command. It's quite impressive, the the armada she managed to raise. Thousands of pirates, several hundred ships as well, too, from what I recall. So, all right. Well, Bathtub Jen dropping by. Great to see her checking in. 
seeing what we got going here this week via the live stream. Knights of the Banana Shaped Table tonight. Sounds like fun. And as is all too often the case, she's got to run, wishing us that we have a good show, so that's great. Thanks for asking about Drew, actually, Joe. That's really kind of important, obviously. Typically, I'm not all that accustomed, even though it has been several years now, so you think I'd managed to figure things out by this point, but Drew Lima, the co-host that we had join us here, and he was a part of the operations and the live stream for a couple of months almost, has recently left Ohio in search of more gainful employment than what we hear, courtesy of the Robin Hood and the broader WPRPN.com network are able to afford. Wishing him all the best, of course. He had mentioned something about food industry, fine cuisine, fine dining. So we'll see how that all pans out. Ultimately, he could even luck out and land himself something of a, perhaps a, a management position. So we'll see. Okay, somebody here clearly trying to get a hold of me on Skype. That's what happens when you leave your settings. James Schuff trying to contact us here via Skype. I hope this doesn't manage to repeat itself again. It probably will, though, of course. On Invisible, that's not quite good enough, though. Do not disturb is probably the best way to do things. Things moved over to that setting. And now check out who we have here exactly in the WPRPN chat room. A few people that we probably don't want at the present moment, not because they're not necessarily friends of the show so much as they weren't really expecting to be a part of this week's live stream. So Michael Deacon and Vinny from Brooklyn, who had joined us with the September 11th Memorial commemorative show that we put together just a short while back. I'm not sure how well-versed they are in the area of pirate lore, trivia, and the like. So we'll give uh, we'll give James a call here. Skype not necessarily always performing in the best way that we would hope. James, are you aware this week is International Talk Like a Pirate Day? Yar, me hearty. I need to, uh, that's why I'm calling in. How's life going aboard a good ship, uh, You know, as I often like to say, can't complain, and even if I did, what use would it do anyways? All they do normally to me is just point sure. and laugh. Yeah, figure it out for yourself, bucko. So, yeah. You're kind of a surprise hitting us here, as is all too often the case with these surprise guests and visitors, of course. There were a few others that we had potentially in mind that had expressed uh, something of an interest. They weren't 100% sure, and there's you know, various technical reasons and, and and so on and so forth. People aren't able to plug in or, or make it necessarily, but no, things are going well. We got a lot of uh, 
You might want to mute yourself as well too when you're not talking. I hear a bit of wind coming through. Maybe he's already made his way up into the into the mass, the the riggings or what have you. Or he's up out there on Dead Man's Bluff. Could be another place. So uh, where is it exactly you find yourself right now? Besides, kind of a Kandahar type location over there in Afghanistan. I find myself at the highest mountain on Dead Man's Bluff, looking down on everything in Skull Harbor, matey. <laughs> you know, you're sounding a lot like the captain there. It's quite something there. So, yeah, you really got the pirate thing going on, definitely. But mostly, along with pirate-type characters and personas, of course, the captain, this is the time of year that he really expects us to... Just spend a little more time exploring the history, the lore, the trivia, whether it's the pop culture or the actual facts, separating myth from reality as to, for example, things like Yarmy Hardy's and Walk the Plank, a lot of that kind of stuff. It's fictional creations from either Disney, Treasure Island, and Robert Newton was the actor's name actually and this is all just going off the top of my head but yeah a lot of this was concocted from his end of things he thought would fit the part and walking the plank not really i think it might have actually occurred but one of the more favorite forms of torture or punishment as it were was things like keel hauling where you would be tied to a rope and dragged along as ship made its way through the waters made to uh you'd be well keel hauled you keel, keel of course is the lower part of the ship and you'd yeah. be endlessly having your body bashed against the keel the you know the lower portion of the ship and the barnacles too you know they would have uh oh be terrible rip yeah, your flesh heavy, heavy impact walking the plank would be nothing more than they did have to put a plank out because the kill hauling is they actually put a rope going from one side of the ship, your port side, let's say, if they're walking off to starboard. That's left and right for all you land lovers. right being starboard and port being left. What they would do is they would take that rope and you would actually have to walk out on a plank just because you'd get enough distance to get out away from the ship. And then if you survived it, because most people would drown, they would drag you from one side of the ship onto the other. That's a kill haul. And they would take you under the bottom of the boat. You're not being dragged along the side. You're dragged under it. That's why it's kill hauling. That's right. Thank you for that yeah. uh, clarification. And uh, you did a much better job than, than I managed to. But that's fine. We're all working together here as uh, part of the crew, collectively doing our best to, you know, pool our knowledge base and insight into these various matters together seeing what we can derive from things so well i kind of cheated because i was in the marine corps and you have to learn all this lore piracy is an interesting concept and an interesting topic so there is oh, yeah. plenty to talk about brother and I'll mute myself until you need me if there's something to interject i'll interject while i can while i have a good strong signal and hopefully I'm coming in loud and clear since I failed to report in to the Robin Hood early enough for a sound check. Yeah, well, we're just, as it sometimes, uh, the way things play out here, 
via the live stream have got to improvise and work with what we're handed. So on the bright side of things, our live stream is really quite solid. So that's excellent. And the sort of thing that we've been wanting and, and waiting for for quite a while, just watching a Viking what would they call those ships exactly anyways? Being lit up, going up in flames. There's the Barbarossa brothers, of course. Speaking of the Marine Corps, there's a tie-in there. Thomas Jefferson, uh, I'm sure Kaiser knows a little bit more about that. The way that the Marines were actually first formed was as a means of defending America against the Islamic threat via the Barbary Coast. The Muslims had... Over the course of just a short period of time, maybe around, let's say, not sure how short one might consider these things. Time is a relative matter, of course. Let's say a 100 years. There was well over a million white European slaves, a lot of women too, let's not forget, that were abducted, kidnapped, beaten, raped, murdered, you name it, stolen away and taken back to places, uh, I'm not sure, the Levant, that might be pushing it a little bit, but more just the Barbary Coast, Northern Africa. And, you know, you compare things, speaking of Africa, what I've heard quite recently, actually, is that the number of these white European slaves, because you honestly just hear about Africa and these evil white Christian slave uh, traders that were a part of the transatlantic slave trade and how they took so many African slaves into bondage over to the New World. But actually, it was twice as many, believe it or not. Twice as many of these white European slaves were taken into slavery, bondage, by the Muslims of the Barbary Coast as were ever stolen away from Africa that sailed the the Atlantic over to uh, the New World. Half as many Africans, basically, as compared to what occurred out there via the Barbary Coast. They made, I mean, excursions as far as Iceland, if you can believe that. James, have you heard, uh, do you know much more about that whole business? Oh, yeah. Um, first with the Marine Corps, Lieutenant Presley O'Bannon was awarded the Mameluke Sword by a prince over in uh, Tripoli, modern-day Libya. That is where the base of operations for the Barbary Pirates at that time were because of their uh, the Marines' impressive aggression in the fighting. And that was Jefferson's, the most anti-war president we've ever had. He didn't want America brought into any foreign entanglements, but was forced to. And when uh, Congressman Keith something or other from, what's the name of it, uh, Minnesota. Anyways, when he took the vow on the Quran of Jefferson, Jefferson actually wrote that as a warning. Look at what these people actually believe, you know, and that's why it was the first English translation of the Quran. It was done as a warning to the people. But, of course, it falls on deaf ears in modernity now. But you see the slave trade's been reopened back in Libya now. We had eight years of somebody that allowed that to be reborn, and yet he's looked at the great peacemaker, the great emancipator, you know, of our day, better than Lincoln ever was. So that's enough about me getting deep into the politics. But yeah, there is history does not repeat, but it does rhyme. Wishing that I could come up with a 
decent pirate rhyme at this particular moment. Simply not able to yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. We'll brush our teeth and clean the scum. How's that? So That works awesome. And to give some more levity to it, hey, piracy's afoot again. I can't wait till uh, they come up with the new Blackbeards and Bluebeards and all the other different names for these pirates. But they won't because it's modernity and we got to play it down. Bluebeard. I came across a story just last year where what was being claimed and stated was that he wasn't half as bad of a character as he's been made out to be, although I would kind of question that a little bit because he did blow the kneecap off of one of his crew members just to prove what a badass he was, you know, send a clear message to the rest of the crew that, he was not to be toyed with, obviously. And there were other things that he did where he tested the crew's metal. He would take them down into the lower decks, light his hempen beard, and uh, the fuses that were that he had uh, strategically placed various places upon his body, as smoking the place out, basically, leaving crew members obviously coughing, gasping for air. Well, he himself just let out a hearty... Very uh, guttural belly laugh of significant magnitude there, obviously. So, yeah, that was his way of uh, toying, uh, just testing the crew, basically. But one of the things that is said, which I've had, I've yet to see anyone or hear anyone clearly dispute, is that when you were captured by Blackbeard and you listened to his orders, typically, of course, having to do with handing over all your shit, <laughs> you know, all your loot and everything that you had on you, of course, because that's what they were looking for, that uh, he would let you go. You know, you would be able to escape with your life, which is a lot more than what you can say about all too many other scallywags and swashbucklers of the high seas, some historically really quite ruthless and... uh you know, pretty psychopathic when it came right down to it. But yeah, Blackbeard, not as bad of a guy as certain people, uh, for whatever reason, throughout history have tried to make him out to be. So, but, and Bluebeard, now that's, you gotta be careful there because, in fact, you could do a little duck, duck, go search there on the side if you want, just make sure you're muted and type away. But Bluebeard, I think was a fictional character. And I've really, ooh, talk about a nasty dude. I don't know if he was a pirate or not. He might have been styled upon the Blackbeard character, as memory serves. Could be wrong, of course, but... And it's interesting, too, because you got to think about these things as far as the propaganda, the value is concerned, and the way that so many children are, are frightened out of their wits and out of their minds by the stories that are handed down from generation to generation. A lot of it is, of course, really just over the top and blown completely out of proportion. Uh, as I said, I think, who knows, there's probably more than a few pirates that, once again, once you're accosted and uh, boarded out on the high seas, in the modern day and age, you would be the high digital seas, as we like to say here, courtesy of the Robin Hood, but that you hand over all your your loot and plunder, as it were, that, uh, hey, look at it on the bright side. At least you managed to escape with your life. So, once again, 
big shout out to Halidium Labs, who's now dropped in to YouTube. We had actually been expecting Gary, who via Facebook had talked about dropping in and joining us here. I guess he's just not that familiar or comfortable with the whole Skype setup, which, you know, in a lot of cases you can't really blame people, of course, because it does take some practice and getting used to. Uh, my contact information, though, just for anyone who is curious or wondering, is jaffe.rider89. J-A-P-H-Y dot rider, R-Y-D-E-R 89. We handed that information out to the Pirate Radio Podcast Facebook group in the chat area just a few minutes ago, mostly for Gary's sake. Once again, he had stated that he would perhaps be interested in dropping by and participating in this year's 2018 International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Jeez, that almost sounds like the captain. Which reminds me, speaking of the captain, do you know, uh, on a pirate ship, typically, what you would find is that everyone was pretty equal, all things considered. Outside of when it came to combat. And that's where you follow the captain's orders. I mean, you had elected him, right? The crew decides on who the captain is. so Right. And he can be voted out as well, too, of course. Uh, that had been known to happen through history, so... Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that, James. Maybe you'd like to add to that, or you've got some other bits of information you'd like to just kind of... A lot of people don't realize that a lot of the uh, pirates started out as privateers, and they sailed under a flag during a war, and they were given letters of mark. And letters of mark simply meant they had the authority through the king or whatever principality was dictating order in their nation to pillage, loot and attack the ships of the uh, enemy's flagship and they turned into pirates basically in modernity right now not withstanding and withholding the actual pirates off the coast of Somalia and those that are around Indonesia you could almost say that contractors in modernity they get the equivalent of a letter of mark if they're a gun carrier it's called an arming agreement from the US government that says that you know, they'll follow these rules and whatnot of that government while engaging. So in some sense, you could consider a contract, at least a armed contractor, because there are all kinds of contractors, as being the modern equivalent of a land pirate without a vessel, unless you want to consider their uh, up-armored vehicle as a uh, vessel. And I guess the deserts are a sea of sort, a sea of sand. Yeah, that, that's just something to pop in with, a little bit of trivia, how pirating, you know, started back in those days, you know. And, and like you did say, uh, I gave it, I guess, short shrift, but it's factual, whereas there was a movie out called The 13th Warrior, and there is documentation of the uh, Scandinavians with their longboats would reach North Africa, parts of, you know, whatever was coastal. They even say they landed in America. There's different things. They found runes in up the Mississippi, and also they found them off of some of the lake areas. Like, I believe in Minnesota, they found ruins. And 
archaeological effects, but it's all suppressed because they can't go away from a narrative. They'll always give credit as to Leif, Leif Erikson, Leif Erikson, however you want to pronounce it, as being the first person to discover North America, but he's, he hit Greenland, you know, but they say that they traveled much further than that. And they have found archaeological evidence. It's just suppressed, like a lot of archaeological evidence. Yes, that's right. I mean, you hit on a whole handful of really great points there where we could take the conversation off into any number of different directions, privateers, letters of mark, and the modern-day analogy. I, uh, you know, I mean, what you do is pretty much the equivalent of, as I see it, uh, we have a bit of a difference of opinion, I think, on this, but I can't help but seeing you as a mercenary, really, as one way of putting it, soldier of fortune. You like the term uh, professional soldier. That's your choice of uh, the semantics or wordplay. But the analogy is great. Yeah, absolutely. And that the state has given you a total green light saying, sure, come aboard and uh, do our work here and you will be rewarded. And, uh, uh, of course, then there's always those who go rogue. And I think the, the but, etymology of that word, even just thinking of it, probably related, I'm guessing, to the, the word rouge, which is, because uh, that's kind of the way it's spelled, call it a hypothesis, but, yeah, going to red, perhaps, right. where rouge, or, you know, so, well, we'd have to spend a little time looking into that, which, you know, now is not the moment to do it, necessarily. But, uh, the, yeah, ah. think about it. There yeah. are those who really do, uh, and historically, too, the real pirates would go rogue. They say, uh, fuck this. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm going to, we're off doing our own thing. Look at what took place uh, in the Caribbean, the the Brethren of the Coast, as it was known, you know. Yeah. And the way they banded yeah, well, together. And there was a kind of like, you know, the way the mafia has its rules, I suppose, too, the Dons. And uh, they have channels of communication where each has their territory marked out, their operations in place and so forth. So, but you had something more you wanted to add. And by the way, before we do, uh, just hand things back over to you there. Jay Bird Wells, that's who we're waiting for here. She was going to uh, be joining us here once again. So it sounds like she just... Uh, some people, they're not really good with the, the time uh, end of things, but hopefully more of the regular listeners, as things do go on here and we continue to produce these streams on a regular basis, that, uh, not that we haven't at this point already, but pencil a time in, and it's 8 o'clock out in the Western time zone, folks. California, L.A., Baja, Mexico, Seattle, Vancouver. Uh, the East Coast, that's 11 o'clock. So, hey, if you're somewhere in the middle there, work it out. Do the math. People always asking, gee, what's what's mountain time? Or what's central time? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm in Korea. So if, if you really, I'm not the guy to be asking. But it sounds like, yeah, we're going to try to track her down here and see if we can draw her into the conversation. But uh, go ahead, James. Yeah, we'll, we'll get definitions correct. Mercenary, if you look by the definition, it's somebody who does something for reward. You could see that back during the Sierra Leone conflict, also when Tim Spicer had the Feld thing in Papua New Guinea. A mercenary does not fight under a nation's flag. A mercenary fights for their company, for whatever they're doing, and it's usually diamonds, gold, oil, something like that. There's some sort of way that, like Thatcher and the boys in England were the ones that had Spicer 
come up with Sandline, which went over and tried to foment the uh, toppling of the government in Papua New Guinea. And uh, there's people in prison still over that. But Spicer started Aegis, which is a company that's now still in business. So uh, we can go line and verse on that. But mercenary is defined very simply in modernity. If you fight for a foreign nation, if you train them, if you logistically handle them, that means you give them all the beans, bullets, band-aids, and you're handling that business, all of it, that is a true mercenary. By definition, I don't match that. I'm working for my nation, not a foreign nation. I am not in charge of any logistics. I'm not controlling any foreign nationals directly. Now, I've done that in the past, but I'm not doing that now. So by line and verse and definition, I could never be considered a mercenary. I know many mercenaries, but I'm not one, and I would not claim to be one. So that's just, I wanted to clarify the term mercenary and why I disagree with it. And it's a private thing that me and Jaffe have, and it's a joke, really. But, yeah, I would consider myself more of a professional soldier. You know, uh, once again, as I often like to do, the wordplay, the etymology, merch, merchandise, of course. And uh, the French word for sea, a lot of people probably don't know this, but it is male, M-E-R. So, who knows? Maybe that's even where words like married come from. I have no idea. Yeah, that's a mercenary act. <laughs> At least on the female side, it's Let's, for reward. Uh, you know, we got there's all this terminology here. Buccaneer, of course, is one. Some people don't know about that, but yep. uh, it says here that uh, a pirate, especially one who raided the Spanish colonies along the American coast in the late 1600s, uh, a lot of them were French originally, from what I understand. And they would, uh, the term, it was actually boucanier, boucanier. They would, uh, was it pork or cow? I think it was like cow meat or it was because of the way that they cooked their meat that they were referred to in, in that sense. So I'm not really clarifying things as best I could here, unfortunately, but something along those lines, the way they cooked their either it was the pork or the beef. I'm willing at this point actually side with, say, it was the actual pigs, the pork. Maybe even similar to what we see here in Korea. The way, uh, you know, bulgogi and uh, samgyeopsal. That's yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Frying them up in all the restaurants via those great little gas-fueled hot plates. Shanty, that's a French word, of course, a chanson. Anyways, a, a song, usually of a seafaring nature, sometimes also spelled shanty or shanty, okay. Crow's nest, we all know what that is, don't we? Platform high up, a ship's mast yep. used for spotting ships from a distance. This allowed, of course, greater advantage for plundering. Corsair, cutlass, we've got, there's just so many different terms that we could go through. We've added just recently, too, for listeners, people that are engaging us here via Skype, and they are in the, the Robin Hood chat room that we put together here on Skype. Uh, don't forget, James, while I'm doing a little commentary here, you might want to just mute yourself there. It kind of cuts down on the the wind that we hear coming in via 
your vantage point out there high upon Dead Man's Bluff, overlooking Skullport Harbor and the ever majestic and beautiful Mystic Bay. So, you know, I'm not sure. Actually, there's a few things that we kind of forgot to do here just because of the, I wouldn't exactly go so far as to say a clusterfuck necessarily, but it's often a challenge as you can hopefully most people understand and, and appreciate that almost a one-man show here, frankly, including the technical board op end of things. So, you know, it's a challenge and really a handful. Not the easiest thing in the world to do. But we do manage, and we've got a little practice here over the past couple of years. This is actually only our second International Talk Like a Pirate Day show as well, too. First go around, we missed out on things, but let's, as we are down here in, in Skullport Harbor, just kind of make our way into the scurvy dog. Probably the best place to, uh, to do things, of course. So, just head over there. Bit of a crowd here gathered as perhaps see. Ah, uh, yes, all the regular gang mingling and mixing about. Well, James, do you see anything more coming in via the streaming chat there on YouTube or any further items you'd like to draw to people's attention? And let me just say that I should finish my thought here too. I don't think I made clear that we did add a handful of RTF files. People want to check them out. It's a whole list of different terms and categories. Maybe James, in fact, you can choose. You got first choice. Carolyn Goida, in fact, right now as we speak, asking what are all these downloads about? Well, Carolyn, it's, as I'm trying to explain here, RTF files dealing with the anatomy of a ship, basic pirate expressions, famous pirates, financials. There's an extra International Talk Like a Pirate Day YouTube blurb RTF that we included there that maybe didn't have to go, but that'll just give you some insight in the way that we had things set up last year. Jokes, measurements, merriment and misery, name-calling, phrases, pirate hideouts, pirate links, uh, ranks and positions, places, ships, and weaponry. So, James, any of those uh, tickle your fancy? Hi, Mickey. Uh, we can always go with places on the ship and also uh, weapons yeah, aboard the ship of past and modernity. Uh, probably appeal to you, of course. So, let's see. Well, the first thing that popped up here with the places that we have, Gibbet Cage. You know, that's where, in fact, as I recall, no authority on the matter, but from what memory serves, Captain Kidd, who initially started out as a, and had been recruited to work and serve as a pirate hunter, ended up being tried and and hung as a pirate himself. And, and he found himself eventually thrown, his, his dead corpse, into one of these gibbet cages where he stayed for 20 years, they put him out, the British authorities, on full display, of course, for everyone to see, much in the way that decapitate the opponent and put their heads up on top, uh, like a spear, or making it clear to anyone passing by that head up a on pike. a pike. Sure, here's what's in store for you if you don't, don't follow orders or for whatever reason step out of line. Another part of history, of course, it's landlocked, but uh, Vlad Tepest 
used to uh, impel the uh, Ottoman Imperial troops on, uh, and uh, if people don't know what impaling is, he did it while they were alive, too. It's where you take a pointy, sharp stick, and you place it into the rectum, and then you make it vertical, and slowly over time, it will seed up through the body. And that is the actual definition of an impalement. You got to remember, I believe it was Michael Savage who said it, don't make the white man angry. You don't know what evil they can do. People are evil. And so when you talked about the gibbet, they also hung them on uh, the ones that were caught in America and in the Caribbean. They would gibbet them off the uh, shoals and shores to be a warning to the pirates that, yeah, we're serious about anti-piracy here. And maybe they should bring gibbeting back. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that, Jaffe? I guess it all depends who gets gibbeted and who uh, gets a free pass, right? So, and nobody wants to find themselves in that sort of set of circumstances or have to face that kind of fate, of course. Grog, Freebooter, Hardy's, Hornswoggle. That's a good one. To cheat someone. Someone who cheats is a hornswoggler, as in, she was sure to hornswoggle the lot of them while they passed out at the card table. Or don't play sorry with him, he's a real hornswoggler. Jetsum, Jolly Roger, Keelhaul, we've discussed that already. The Kraken, let's not forget about that. Yeah, we've got to, uh, we're always keen to keep a lookout and be on guard. Seems that the Kraken takes many forms these days, of course. Uh, you know, big tech is, as far as modern day analogies are concerned, absolutely Google and everything we see happening with respect to censorship and the like. So yeah, trying to strangle, censor, put to death the free flow of information, thoughts and ideas, of course, where High digital seas pirates such as ourselves are more interested and committed in facilitating the free flow of information, allowing the free market of ideas to resolve themselves naturally without necessarily being hijacked or strangled to death by the Kraken. I love that analogy, Jaffe. I have to say this. You and I both have a love-hate relationship with AJ, Alex Jones. He does get stuff right. But this whole thing where they're deplatforming him, that is the Kraken being released. And unfortunately, it's been politicized now. It's almost like the, um, anybody who even mentions him on their shows or stand up for him. But this is, if you believe in honest, uncensored, unfiltered speech, which is the cure. People who want to shut things down don't realize that the Kraken wants that because what will happen is true talk won't happen and then we'll leave nothing but violence to solve the situation. And so if the listeners out there don't realize the reason why the Kraken wants that is because then the heavy boot of the Kraken can come down with one of his tentacles and just 
shut everything down, shut everybody up and impose their will. And so that on the high digital seas is the biggest enemy on those seas. You know, I always try to bring it a little bit back to modernity. I, everything old is new and there's nothing new under the sun. Well, that is right. So we're doing all we can, of course, in our own way to help facilitate the free flow of information and support free expression, whether we agree with you or not. Minds.com, one of the reasons we're such exactly opponents and supporters of that open sourced platform, social networking and social media as well, yep. too. And we have to push back on all kinds of financial institutions because they're trying to de-platform people from being able to get money from people who support their free speech. I mean, it, it, this has become a bailiwick. You know, they're trying to hornswoggle us all. That's what they're trying to do, to bring that word back. They want to hornswoggle us. Well, they're the modern hornswogglers. Let's start naming them what they are. They They are the pirates. The modern media has become not us. We're the an alternative to the modern media, I guess, or we are the modern media. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. We're actually trying to tell the truth. They have set up another with Idlib in Syria. Me and you have had this conversation. This brings it right back. They've set up a thing where they can say another chemical attack, we're going to go attack. Well, there's going to be real ramifications. They still haven't told how many missiles got knocked down when we launched our last attack on Syria, and uh, they're not telling the truth. We're not going to go up against just uh, Syria. You know, Putin said he's going to stand with Syria. It's his only warm water port. It's logical. And they're playing brinksmanship with another flipping, uh, you may not want to call Russia a superpower, and I really don't like calling them that, but they still have nukes. And in the end, do you really want to play brinksmanship with somebody that has nukes? I don't think so. Why, why did we go to Korea in that historic meeting with Trump to try to denuclearize that peninsula? It's better not to have to deal with people that have something that can eventually come back and bite you in the ass. There's just a whole lack of common sense within the establishment, both media, political establishment, and that's why Trump's a disruptor. They don't want him in there. They did the same kind of shit to Reagan. You know, people forget their memories are too short. We had eight years of weakness, just like we did under Clinton. We'll get attacked again, but this time it'll be more severely. So I'm going to have to bounce, but I definitely enjoyed talk like a pirate day, matey. So I've got to bounce down off this mountaintop perch. Hopefully we have PJ Wells jumping in to fill my shoes. And there has been female pirates, too. That's something that will be great if when she gets on, you guys can talk about. But, you know, I, I love you guys. I love WPRPN, World Pirate Radio Podcast Network. And I will support everything about it, always. This is the only facilitator of free, unexpurgated talk on the interwebs, in my opinion. And I am the foremost expert on my opinion. That indeed you are. That's a perspective on things that you actually drew to my attention not so long ago. And uh, is, uh, 
expression and way of looking at things that really stuck with me. So I'm much appreciative of that. Uh, it's amazing what you can learn from other people if that's what we are open to. So looks like James there up high up in Dead Man's Bluff via Kandahar, Afghanistan, of all places, folks. Can you believe that? So always great to hear from him. A lot better than not being able to hear from him and not having him call in. So always good to know that he's he's alive and doing well. Of course, he brought up a lot of great points there, as is so often the case. Bailiwick was the main one here, actually, that really stuck with me. I'm not sure if any of you out there in the listening audience live streamers via YouTube, of which we almost reached altogether number of 10, that magical 10, something we're always working towards, or even 12, that would be something, wouldn't it? Wouldn't want to get too hung up on 13, though, a superstitious part of myself. Not want that to be the case. But anyways, a bailiwick is usually the area of jurisdiction of a bailiff. Once also applied to the territories in which a privately appointed bailiff exercised the sheriff's functions under a royal or imperial writ. The word is now more generally used in a metaphorical sense to indicate a sphere of authority, experience, activity, study, or interest. Bailiwick was also the territorial division of the Teutonic Order. How about that? So, not sure exactly if the Teutonic Order were more knights, not necessarily of the high seas, more land-based activities than anything else. Okay, just looking, getting ready with Tommy Chong and Five. Are you kidding me? That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, he's somebody we'd definitely like to get on the show as well. We have reached out to him, or at least Captain Sinclair did, of course. So, haven't heard back from the guy yet to this point, but, geez, Palladium. Yeah, you tell him that he'd be more than welcome to join us here at any time, of course. Myself, personally, long-time fan like to think I know his work relatively well. Hope, of course, he's doing well. He struggled with uh, various health issues over the years, although made a lot of gains and has used the magical herb to assist him with his recovery and stabilizing his health condition. So, as so many others have, of course, too, using the Rick Simpson recipe, For example, that magical herb, Genesis 1, even as the green herb, have I given you all things as meat? I think bringing that round full circle now to, of course, what we have put together here on the podcast menu for you listeners this week. Opium was a big deal back in the day, quite legal up until the 19, well, 30s or so, whenever Prohibition came into being. Quite a 
history there too if you want to get into the conspiratorial end of things. All roads seeming to lead back to who can make the most profit by hijacking the free market, basically. Not allowing people to be able to access these various substances, herbs, plants, you name it, for medical means and health remedies. So we're just going to scroll up a little bit here. Not sure if there's anything in the way of pirate terminology or talk necessarily entering into the picture. Jaybird Wells, unfortunately, still, well, not sure what exactly is going on here from her end of things. Seems to be a little bit of confusion for whatever reason. We are going to run through a few more of these terms, though. What else is there to do, really? Well, the weaponry was one of the things that James wanted to talk about, so that would probably be a decent place to really uh, take a look at here. So, blunderbuss, that's a good one for people to know. Before we do that, let's not forget that we do actually have a few videos here, audio files, so why not share a couple of these with you out there in the wider listing audience while we share with you this week's International Talk Like a Pirate Day live stream. Show number 122. Bart gets an F. Treasure Island Book Report. That is a classic Simpsons episode, isn't it? All right, see if we can cue that up. Add a little maybe uh, ambiance. So, blunderbuss, though, as we were talking about, is a muzzle-loading gun with a distinctive flared muzzle, common among pirates and privateers, and typically loaded with a number of small lead balls. The purpose of the flared muzzle was to spread out the shot, though experiments have shown no difference compared to guns with a non-flared muzzle. Blunderbuss. Buckle, a small, often rounded shield held in one's fist to protect against an opponent's sword. Buckle could also be used to strike a blow to an opponent's face. Grape shot, cat of nine tails, cutlass, grape shot for people who are curious and wondering, were small cannonballs packed into a cannon. Notably, the pirate Black Bart, Bartholomew Roberts, was killed by grape shot. You know, now that his name comes up, he actually, his ship was in distress. Clearly, they were uh, in the pitch of battle. He actually sacrificed himself for his crew's sake, I believe, and sat out on the edge of the ship's deck and allowed himself, put himself up as something of a sacrificial lamb, as it were. He was, in fact, one of these more psychopathic types as well, too, who there was no quarter, no mercy offered 
to any of his victims ever happened to cross paths with Bartholomew Roberts, you were likely going to be in big trouble. Hail shot, powder chest. Powder chest, that's a great one. Exploding wooden box filled with scrap metals and gunpowder, usually secured to the side of a ship to thwart a boarding enemy. How about that? So, wow. Great little device, indeed. Powder chest. Something else that we should talk about as well, too, here, are the various positions that people held on a ship. The crew members' ranks and positions. Just looking at seeing Joe Emmon on there, active in the YouTube chat area. He, of course, holding down the ship's apothecary role. That being person who provides the ship's medication. Some might even say drugs. For the time being, though, we'll say medication. Distinct and separate, I presume, from the ship's doctor... Depends on how really knowledgeable a person was, of course. Uh, a ship's doctor, very much valued, of course. Hard to come by. A decent quality ship's doctor. Carpenters, those were others who whose skills were very much valued and appreciated. One of the things that we were hoping to get into a little bit more here was how international talk like a pirate day started something that maybe we could work on doing next year is seeing if either captain slappy or chum buckets as they're known the two founders of international talk like a pirate day would be interested at all in dropping by and making their presence known here via Radio podcasts, of course, and the, the wider WPRPN network. What they were doing, though, was back in 2002, September 19th is the day, too. Let's not forget, just to be clear. It's a game of racquetball that they were engaged in and were having fun with exchanging profanities amongst and between one another. Damn, you bastard. Oh, jeez, my hamstring. Things along those lines. The situation organically evolved. Where they started coming up with a little more, in the way of pirate slang. As far as curses, put-downs, profanity and the like was concerned. So, they've got a frequently asked questions page here. TalkLikeAPirate.com forward slash WordPress. Everybody hopefully knowing what Chum is, of course. The Chum Bucket. Anyone who's seen the movie Jaws probably have a pretty decent idea. Chum is fish bait, usually blood, fish and guts, and skin. Chopped up and poured on the water to draw bigger fish 
In his book, Shark Trouble, Peter Benchley refers to an old salt from Australia who used quartered horse carcasses to attract great whites. A chum bucket is the bucket which would hold the chum. No people not usually willingly, knowingly consume chum. Such references in his column are one of Captain Slappy's little jokes. So, did pirates historically use chum? I don't know. I guess if they were fishing, that might have been an idea, all right. Ah, savvy. Yes, indeed. That's another term, of course. Do you get it? Do you understand? Do you dig? Savvy. The French word uh, savoir. Shiver me timbers. Maybe, uh, hopefully, a few of you out there in the listening audience, we've only got now another 25, 30 minutes tops. We can take your calls as well, too, of course, if you want to drop by and join us here in Skype. That's fine. Just shoot us a message, and we'll try to get you all connected. Maybe you've got a few more thoughts, though, comments or terms that you'd like to share with us, of course. Now's the time to do it. Laudanum tincture of opium is what Pirate Joe Amanon is talking about. So, all right. Well, you know, we had uh, the music and ambiance that we're hoping to just add to things here. It hasn't been too much that we've managed to put together to this point, but actually Pirate Joe, let's see if we can get this in place name of the tune is Pirates. It's an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer cover, apparently. I uh, just recently managed to get a hold of it here. Just a few minutes before we kicked off this week's live stream, actually. It's a tune that he recorded with friends and a few likely fellow pirate mateys back in the day in Manhattan. I'm not sure if uh, what region of Manhattan exactly, but uh, CBS Studios was the location. Sounds like a pretty... Some great memories there, of course, and a pretty high-class affair. Pirate Joe was also just talking to me earlier tonight as well about how he recently attended the 50th year anniversary and celebration of Jethro Tull. Now, I'm not sure if he had a chance to meet in person Ian Anderson or not. We didn't get into that, didn't have the time. Something more that we could maybe ask him a little more about in the after show. He had talked about joining us at that time in the after show. We'll just have to see how that all shapes up. Just looking at the chat here that we have in YouTube. Things just pretty casual. Somewhat quiet, laid back. Seems everybody more or less in a rather sedated state of mind, which is fine. We are going to, in the meantime, though, 
Well, here's some of the name calling. This is probably a decent file to uh, take a look at here, of course. Admiral the Black, title given to the leader of the Brethren of the Coast. Bilgerat, hoping that I don't hear that term applied to myself too much here over the coming weeks, days, and months. Captain Sinclair, of course, there with the introduction. Almost sound like something of a veiled threat. Stating that it was about time we managed to finally get our act together or else. Bilge Rat, though, is, of course, a rat living in the bilge of a ship considered the lowliest creature by pirates, but many actually took to eating the animals to survive. The life of a pirate, let's keep in mind, was not as gloriful or lovely uh, and carefree as some people would perhaps have us believe it was. There is a lot of struggle, of course, many challenges each and every day. And not everyone was necessarily... There's very few pirates, I think, uh, that actually could claim to have all that much wealth at their disposal when it came right down to it of course a lot spent on drinking and womanizing and the like as one might imagine not necessarily known for their thrifty nature as far as setting aside savings banking on the retirement was concerned brethren of the coast it's a term that's come up here now a time or two just to be clear though uh, self given title of the Caribbean buccaneers between 1640 and 1680 who made a pact to discontinue plundering amongst themselves after 1680 a new generation of pirates appeared who did not trust each other, and the fraternity ended. You know, it's interesting, too. The golden age of piracy said to have been around this very time, actually. Um, 1680, 1690 to 1715 or thereabouts. ballpark figure it didn't last long you know and that was largely out of the Caribbean region of course the real stronghold a lot of activity there Blackbeard Calico Jack Rackham and Bonnie and Mary Reed of course a couple of the most famous women pirates if well, I mean, who could forget Cheng Xi, the infamous Chinese pirate empress 
You have to give her her dues. She ended up retiring, actually. Cut a deal with the Chinese emperor and was allowed pretty much to live her days and balance of her life out in peace. Now, Anne Bonnie, meanwhile, Mary Reed, they'd never really had the chance to acquire vast fortunes. No way compared to the Chinese Empress. A mere pittance. Let's not forget, too, a whole number of these characters find themselves portrayed, speaking of pop culture and the like, via the Black Sails television show that ran for a total of four seasons wrapped up just a couple of years ago the wife and I are actually here working on season two at the moment so it's a great show though really right up there I would say with Game of Thrones and definitely encourage anyone out there to Check it out if they haven't already, of course. Find a way of accessing or downloading, dare I say, pirating. Get your hands on it through some means. Popcorn time is one of the ways that uh, I'm now having to do things. But there's also a downloading, it's a kind of app almost, or something you can add to your browser that helps you basically rip any... Any video that you that you stream via your browser, I don't think it really matters what browser you use. It just naturally attaches itself. And uh, it's a great way of ripping the videos from the site. Let me just see if I can... An example, looking for the name here. Open Downloader, is that the name? Let's see here. If it will, in fact, open for me. Not having much luck. The computer's running kind of slow right now at the moment. Thankfully, the strength of the live stream has managed to maintain itself. Got a lot of uh, great content here coming up for your listening pleasure, of course, via Pirate Radio Podcasts over the course of the balance of 2018, including next week, former Art Bell producer and now live streaming podcaster and show host in his own right Dr. J. John Ilias out of Los Angeles, California very well connected individual, great guy um, in fact he was just last week streaming live via Arts first studio that he had put together the original broadcasting location there in, in Pahrump along with former Midnight in the Desert host Heather Wade so I'm sure that would have been a huge thrill of course everyone's still very much missing Art found himself leaving us all too soon on the bright side of things of course what a legacy, and what a lot of great shows that he managed to archive over the years, interviewing a whole host of colorful personalities, guests, 
covering a whole multitude of show topics and themes, ones that most listeners uh, are likely quite familiar with, UFOlogy, Bigfoot, Ghost to Ghost, all sorts of great things. Uh, the week after that, we're hoping to have Joshua Chairs visit us once again. Of course, he was one of our earlier guests around, I think it was like the 5th or 6th show. Something, as a matter of fact, I think we have up the content via... Potomatic at the moment, which is, it's actually premium content. The way we've got things set up in place there, the original show that we have with Joshua went into some detail, particulars surrounding his investigation into the Summer Winds Haunted Mansion out there in northern Wisconsin. So he'll be dropping by for a revisitation here in a couple of weeks. Doing all we can here from behind the scenes to take care of the post-production end of things. Always, of course, looking for anyone out there who's interested to drop by WPRPN.com. Take a look at things. Tommy Shutter has been doing a lot of uh, great work. We're hoping him and I to get together here at some point over the next day or two and tighten up a few things. Uh, you know, we want to have things run in, in ship shape, as it were, of course, and a little more presentable. The eye candy, bells and whistles, streamlining the website, WPRPN.com. Make it more accessible, user-friendly, of course, and something that the public can more easily engage and participate in. Looks like that's about the end of Pirate Joe Eminon and the Emerson Lake and Palmer cover that he put together once again a number of years ago back Manhattan-based CBS recording studio. I think that's what he told me. So, sounded like a lot of fun. Really tight cover, actually, and professional recording so I, I thought one of the best pieces of music that he's been able to share with us to this point so maybe next time Minds World Independent Music Showcase 5.0 we'll include that as one of the songs that we can showcase speaking of which we are doing what we can as far as post-production goes to get on top of things we've got Albert Bangkok Jack, his show has been post-produced and we've got it archived up on archive.org over on our profile page, Pirate Radio. Check out the link there in this week's show description area, of course. And if you can't support us on Patreon too or help out with a PayPal donation or send us a few Minds tokens, just click on that little green banner there as you scroll down our channel profile page, left-hand side. If you can't do that for whatever reason, 
And really all it comes down to is uh, no more than the equivalent of uh, either a cup of coffee or, as I often like to say, a medium-sized flagon of frothy pirate grog. Three or four, maybe five dollars at the most each and every month as we do our best to produce this quality content for you. Not only the weekly feature shows, but also Tuesday nights, of course, the World Pirate Radio news end of things. But if you can't do that, just share the links. That's all you got to do. Doesn't take much. Pretty straightforward. Copy and paste. Pass them on to your friends. Help to get the word out. It's one way we can maybe manage to bring a new co-host on board. Not easy here, flying solo. Takes practice, as you can imagine. Happy, though, of course, and thankful that we have listeners out there that we are able to engage and carry on a bit of a conversation with. So, But do drop by the WPRPN.com website if you have any further questions or maybe show suggestions, guests, different ideas that you've got in mind you'd like to share with us, pirate1radio at gmail.com or pirate1radio at protonmail.com. Those are two of the email addresses. You can easily do that. Reach out, get in touch with us. We're always happy to do what we can to in the event you find yourself over on Minds.com, show you the ropes. Folks, friends, foes, and fellow pirate mateys. Great to see Halidium Labs sticking around. Maybe you'll be able to join us here in the after show. Not sure what the latest is via Tommy Chong. He's a guy I consider actually one of Canada's greatest ever personalities people to have been born in that country of course really had just such a huge impact in influencing so many people's thinking and outlook on the world as well as just reflecting upon themselves Tommy a very spiritual individual someone who once again Captain Long John Sinclair, as I recall, had mentioned he reached out to via Twitter, talking about perhaps it might be an idea, suggestion, line something up, have him drop by, discuss the classic Yellowbeard movie that he and longtime comedic companion Cheech Marin were both a part of back there in, is it 1983? Once again, just kind of uh, ballparking things there. Also talk about Canada, of course. Marijuana legislation. Has the Trudeau government done the right thing? Or not? I know one of the criticisms that I heard him voice not so long ago was how he was concerned about Trudeau actually taking steps to have everything under government control. That's no way of doing it. That can only lead to problems. I mean, who the hell wants a police SWAT team kicking down your door in the middle of the night, coming in, 
shooting up your house, killing your house pets, terrorizing your family and like, only because you do not have government-issued pot plants in your house. Just gave a message right now from Jay Bird Wells talking about how she should be able to drop by here in a moment or two. She got a call from her boss. He's screwing up her schedule. What we're going to have to do, though, is just save things if we do manage to connect with Jay Bird for the after show, the Rogues Gallery after show, and that's pretty much where it looks like we're going to be heading here in just a few moments, trying to do our best here to keep an eye on the YouTube chat area, see if there's any closing comments listeners have to share with us. Now's the time, or you forever will be made to hold your peace. I'm not sure what piece we'd be talking about there, necessarily. Kind of an ambiguous reference, I suppose. Is that piece P-E-A-C-E or P-I-E-C-E? Pirates typically know how to hold their peace. You can hold your tongue, too, I suppose. Better to hold your tongue than lose the damn thing, so. Halidium Labs talking about how he's presently wired in direct with Ring Central Meeting. Yeah, well, we're open to using other apps and VoIPs, voice over internet protocol apps, and I guess you could even maybe say platforms. I'm not sure if that's the correct terminology necessarily, but. Mostly with Skype here is what we stick to, as well as, of course, the YouTube stream, although we are open to getting things going via DTube and DLive. It's where we have already have an account. We just haven't used it that much. We've done a few test and trial streams. Uh, now that we got the OBS health in place with settings at optimal levels, everything, for the time being at least, running all tickety-boo. That we're quite pleased to see this, of course, so looking forward to all the future shows that we're able to share and to present to you over the coming weeks and months. Alright, well I'm just going to scroll up here one last time through YouTube and see if there's anything we missed. Almost 10 people here at a couple points along this week's live stream. Future show number 122. International Talk Like a Pirate Day. That's hashtag I-T-L-A-P-D. Not to be confused with the L-A-P-D. That is a part of the hashtag. How's that for irony? I-T-L-A-P-D. Carla Flower, Tommy Shutter, Joe Eminon, Bathtub Jen, Johnny Canuck, Rob the Man... HelliniumLabs.com Everybody who's dropped in, your presence is much appreciated. We hope to see you again, perhaps this coming Tuesday night, for our upcoming World Pirate Radio News show stream. Segment number 25, I believe. 
Be sure, of course, to check us out over on Minds.com, Pirate Radio Network. Find us on Twitter as well. Captain Sinclair has an account over there. I've got my own personal one as well. Facebook, let's not forget, although we do prefer Minds, there's no doubt about that, but people talk about the Kraken, well... Don't forget, you can share your Minds content on both Facebook and Twitter. That's one way of connecting with the Kraken. Ultimately, you might say bringing it down. Look at it in a sense of transforming even as well, impacting and influencing social media so that they stop, hopefully, with this censorship, neurosis, and mania an obsession. Utterly ridiculous, of course. So critical to allow free speech and free expression, liberty to flourish, not be impeded, not be obstructed. That is up to the point where you start causing physical harm or violence to another person, and then that's when your liberty ought to be revoked. Pretty much paraphrasing John Stuart Mill, the thesis that he put together in his classic tract. It's a small book on liberty. Once again, though, folks, friends, foes, and fellow pirate mateys, I do believe we've pretty much reached the end of the road. We'll be sailing on out of here and into the Rogues Gallery after show. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Hope you've gotten something out of it. Maybe learned a thing or two about history of piracy, all its various forms. So much more to talk about, of course. And as Kaiser Schuff, big thanks to him for dropping by, of course, taking the time to add his voice to the mix. It's always valued and appreciated. A lot of knowledge and insight from his vantage point, of course. This week, coming at us via high above, out there on Dead Man's Bluff, Kandahar, Afghanistan, the mercenary soldier of fortune, professional soldier, modern-day privateer, capacity. Until we meet again, out on the high digital seas, on behalf of Captain Long John Sinclair, Kaiser Schuff, and all the rest of the crew here aboard the Robin Hood. I'm your host as always, Ship's Chief Communications Officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho. I know. There we be. Having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob, and pulley, by all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay and draw an end to another week of Pirate Radio Podcasts. Remember, if you're looking for a little more lively online action, keep in mind we've likely got yet another great free-flowing Rogues Gallery after show coming up for the next hour in either Skype Google Hangouts, or Appear.im. 
Also, if you've in any way enjoyed or found yourself benefiting from the shows we've tirelessly produced over the past two years, you might want to drop by our Patreon tip jar page and lend a little support. Half of all network donations go directly to charity. Help to keep those numbers growing over on Patreon and we'll be able to extend even more of a generous pirate hand. Looking forward now to the balance of 2018, we're still not quite yet booked. So if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, or otherwise underreported idea, unique individual, or pressing item in mind, be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via PirateOneRadio at gmail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged until we meet again out on the high digital seas. I'm your host as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.